welcome to Freedom Cast, a podcast dedicated to interviewing star icons and entrepreneurs who have encouraged others to become more healthy and active. My name is Ashton, and it's my pleasure to host you as we take another trip through the fitness industry. It's entertaining and informative, and I hope it makes fitness more exciting and special to you in your own fitness journey. Freedom Cast is supported by Freedom Fitness Equipment in Charlotte, North Carolina. Freedom Fitness Equipment serves the health and fitness community nationwide, from free weights and strength equipment for home gyms and studios to cardio and conditioning equipment for commercial spaces. Check them out at freedomfitnessequipment.com. Let's get rolling with today's show. Just wanted to welcome Jessica Carey to the podcast. Did I say that name right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, she is a mom of five, um, has had her own weight loss journey, uh, is very into fitness and much like many of our, um, other podcast guests, she's uh, very real about the fitness journey, helping other moms, um, kind of go down the same route. So welcome to the podcast, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, can you give us a little bit of background on, uh, who you are, how, how this all got started and why you have such a passion for uh, particularly moms that are in this space? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I'm a mom of five. I'm from Kansas. Um, so this all started back when I was completely clueless and had no base level of fitness, right? I was always fit growing up, you know, ish high school cheerleader, stayed active, never really had to worry about my weight, ate what I wanted, you know, the typical teenage girl. Um, I got married right out of high school. So married at 18 and pregnant at 19. Um, so first baby comes along and things change. Um, and I don't think I really understood anything because I didn't, I never had to really work for it. Right. So so first baby came along, I gained 75 pounds at 19 years old. Um, and that's where it started. The yo-yo roller coaster had again, no knowledge or, you know, base level of fitness. Um, and so I just kind of hopped on any train I could to get the weight off, you know? So back then it was Adkins and South mm. beach and the pre-made meals and diet pills, um, and diet pills, honestly, were the only thing that ever quote unquote worked for me. So AKA starving myself. Right. Um, so that's what was always my go-to when I would gain weight, I'd have another baby gain weight, go back to diet pills, go back and forth. I would run a little bit. I'd go to the gym, but then I'd hit Sonic for a root beer float on the way home. Like I just, I was completely clueless going, you know, trying, I wanted to lose the weight. I was desperate to do it. Um, but I just, I couldn't afford a personal trainer or anything like that. And I just couldn't find a good groove. Um, so after years of that, I had three kiddos and I saw a friend posting her workouts on Facebook. She also had kids. Um, she looked great. And I was like, well, I mean, whatever she's doing is working. So maybe this will be the next thing, right? It was just another way. Um, I had lost right in that period. I had lost about 35 pounds on another diet pill stint. And I literally in my head thought, man, if I've already lost this much weight, you know, not eating, what would happen if I worked out to do what would happen if I had this plan? Um, so again, just not in a very good space, but just desperate for change, desperate for things, something to work. So I reached out to her. Uh, luckily I reached out to the right person aligned with the right company that had a lifestyle change with sustainable results, actual workouts I could do in my home. Um, you know, while my kids took a nap or whatever, that had a solid nutrition plan that didn't cut out food groups that taught me how to eat. And I remember that first week they, um, the program that I ordered came with like a three day quick fix meal guide. 
And I followed it to a T for six days because I didn't know what else to do. And it told me exactly what to eat and what to buy. And I was like, perfect. That's what I needed. And I was drinking this nutrition shake that made me so full. And I was just, I was like convinced I was going to gain weight that week because I was eating so much more than I had previously been eating with diet pills and, and everything else that I had done. And I lost four pounds that first week. Wow. And I remember thinking, wait a second, <laughs> wait a second. I'm working out. I have energy. I feel really good. And I'm eating and I lost weight. Like clearly I've been doing it all wrong. And it was that day almost eight years ago that everything changed for me, that I looked at food differently, that I looked at working out differently. I realized I just needed a simplified plan. Um, and so I knew that if I could feel that good after a week, two weeks, you know, moving forward, I could help other people feel that good. And they didn't have to starve themselves. They didn't have to follow the next fad diet. They didn't have to, you know, run for miles or go to the gym and feel embarrassed and clueless, right? Like there was a better way. And so I just wanted to pay that forward for other busy moms. Can you tell us a little bit about what your body does from a physiological standpoint when you go and starve yourself or restrict calories to the point where you're either continuing to gain weight or you're just maintaining it and you can't lose any? Uh, I mean, fit, biologically, physiologically, like I was clueless back then. I had no idea what I was doing back then. Right. Mm -hmm. And really what it comes down to is calorie restriction, you know? So the reason I was losing weight, the reason it was working with diet pills is because I just was hardly eating anything at all. Right. Yeah. So you starve yourself enough, enough of a deficit, you're going to continue to lose weight. But I did hit a point that I couldn't lose anymore. And yeah. I was in my head, I was like, well, I can't eat any less. But what happens is your body gets used to the amount of fuel you're giving it. And so then it lowers its, its burn through the day, its natural burn. And so you just kind of, because your body's always kind of looking for that homeostasis, that, that comfortable place that it doesn't have to work any harder. Right. So if you aren't giving it very much, it's not going to burn anymore. And you're going to hit a place that you're, you just can't lose anymore. Um, and so by eating more, your body's like, Hey, what's this? Let me burn a little bit more because you're giving me more fuel. Um, and so I, but it, it's hard to wrap your head around when you have issues with food. I understand why people are like, that doesn't make sense. How could eating more help me at all? And I get it. Um, but just try it. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta just try it. You'll feel so much better. You'll feel so much stronger and your results will be better. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to your story about, uh, how you got started with this, um, at what point did you decide, Hey, I've got a, this is amazing. I, I figured, I figured out what, what to do and how to change my, my life. So yeah. at what point did you decide, Hey, I need to start sharing this with some other people. <laughs> it was like weeks, just nice. like two weeks after I started because well here. So surprise, I'm a talker. Like I have no problem. <laughs> like making friends, talking to people, you know, when you go to a good restaurant, you talk about it. When you go to a store that you love, you talk about it. And I was yep. just sharing. I was like, Oh my God, I feel amazing. I've lost four pounds and the shake is good. And this meal plan, like what's happening. I was just so excited. And you know what I really realized is the reason I was like shouting it from the rooftops is because I had lost weight in the past, hmm. right? I had lost 35, 45 pounds here and there, but I couldn't talk about it. I couldn't tell people I was on diet pills. I couldn't tell people I wasn't eating or, you know what I mean? And like, I was, it was almost shameful. Um, and so the fact that I was doing it the right way and I felt really good, I just wanted to share it. And so it, it came so natural. I wasn't like, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to help people. I was just excited that I felt so good. Um, and so it just came really naturally. And it wasn't until 
you know, my friend that I had reached out to was like, Hey, just like, why don't you do this with me? Why don't you share, like, join me? Why don't you, you know, share your journey and help other women get started the way you did. And of course, at first I was like, I'm too busy. I don't have time for any of that. Like, no. Um, and it took me probably a couple months to wrap my head around, like, nah, like, why not? Like, why not? You know, if I, if I feel this good, I could help someone else feel this good, you know, let's see what happens kind of thing. Um, and so I just went for it. Nice. Um, did you have an official business model starting out or was it just, I'm going to reach out to and share my story with a few women and see if, yeah. So I actually joined forces with Beachbody. Um, and so they gave me a really great platform, good tools to use a solid nutrition plan, solid fitness programs, because I'm not a trainer. I wasn't Mm -hmm. a trainer. I am now, I wasn't a trainer, right? I wasn't, I had no baseline of fitness. Remember I was clueless two months before this, I was on diet pills. Like who am I to help? but I knew it worked for me. And so if I could take fitness programs and a nutrition program who that were made by amazing professionals, top of the line nutritionists and trainers and help somebody apply them to their life, that's really where what matters, right? You can get incredible programs online. You can go to GNC and get all of the amazing supplements, but if you don't have somebody to support you, to believe in you, it just sits on the shelf and collects dust, right? So I wanted to be that middleman. I wanted to be that person on the in-between that pairs somebody with the tools that would work for them and then get them to their results and, and what that looked like for them, whatever that was. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what point did you get the personal training certification? I just finished it actually. Nice. So I started to go to a live gym. I worked out in my home for over seven years, mm-hmm. never stepped foot in a gym. Like I, I tried bar a couple times or this yeah. or that. And I just never really found anything that kind of clicked. Um, but I was invited to try a gym local to me. And I just fell in love with the model, fell in love with all of it. Um, so much so that I'm now an instructor there, got my personal training certificate. So I've been doing everything virtually, um, coaching virtually everything for seven and a half years. And then just now incorporating in-person training and wow. uh, certification and everything. Very nice. Uh, what's yeah. your, what's your training philosophy like now? Like how, and has that evolved at all? Cause I know a, a lot of women are on the cardio train and then they find resistance training and they're like, heck yeah. But so yeah. what does that look like for you? Yeah. So right now I'm very, I'm very much about strength training. Um, I love lifting. I think it's completely overlooked by so many women, especially, and it's hard, right? Like you kind of have to talk to two different groups of people that already kind of have a baseline of fitness and, and want to take it to the next level. And then of course we're talking lifting, right? We're talking going heavier, that kind of thing. But when you're talking to a mom who just needs to get moving again, she, she feels like she has to like, cardio, right? Like she needs her heart rate up. She feels like she needs to die kind of thing. Um, and so it's just kind of meeting people where they are. My philosophy is whatever you're excited to do, let's do it. Let's start there and get moving. We can tweak from there. Right. I think we overcomplicate fitness, move your body. Nutrition's where it's at, right? Like let's move our body and let's, let's focus on our food. So whatever you're going to do consistently start there. Um, and we can kind of work up from that point. Amen to that. Um, what's your home gym setup look like? I'm curious. I can show you. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> um, it's so simple. Just a rack, a, a bench. I got a bike, some resistance bands and a whole lot of dumbbells. Like nice. super simple. We've got some rubber flooring, but honestly, and even this, I feel like is kind of, um, it's, it's all new. We've only had this gym in here for a year. I worked out in my living room before that with dumbbells. That was it. 
just yeah. a set of dumbbells. I even upgraded to like Bowflex a few years ago that yeah. I had all the different weights, but it was literally, it was just dumbbells um, because it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be fancy, you know, just, just move. I get a lot of people in my comment section being like, I can never have a home gym. I can never do this. I can never do that. I live in New York. And I'm like, prime example right it. here. Yeah. You really don't need to do it. Yeah. I just fancy. shared actually the other day on my stories, I was talking about that because uh, it was a year ago that I put these mirrors in the gym. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about before that it was like my couch and a TV on an entertainment center. My kids were running around. There was laundry everywhere. Like that's just, it's real life. You make it work when you decide that you're worth the time and, and you, and you make yourself a priority. Um, it does. I think we start to tell ourselves a story when you follow people with a really cool home gym, or mm. you follow people that have this fitness studio, you start to tell yourself a story like, Oh, I don't have that. I can't do it. Right. You start to look for reasons to affirm the fact that you're not making it happen when in reality you could go for a walk right? Like you could go for a run. You could, you could, you know, lift up some gallons of milk. Like I'm just saying like, there's a way to do it. Um, if you decide that you're worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, similar vein. I've actually interviewed a mom of 11, uh, who is oh, doing wow. similar thing, which is, you know, five is a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, <it> is. <laughs> and, and, you know, just, just having kids in general, cause we got two of our own, but, uh, you know, it's, it's possible. So yeah. that's a, that's a huge, huge encouragement. So, um, what's, uh, uh, so big into resistance training, which I'm a huge fan of as well. Um, and, uh, are there things that other than getting active you mentioned, like a lot of this starts in the kitchen and, and getting your nutrition, right. Um, for, for, for women in particular that are just starting out in this, um, what are a few just basic tips that you can give them um, to kind of hone in on the, the the types of things that they need to fix from a diet standpoint, if they've been doing the same things that you've been doing, how do they rewire how they think about nutrition? So around the topic of nutrition, um, the first thing I have people do is start tracking. And I'm not talking about like hitting a certain calorie goal and macros, like in, in clouding your mind with that. I want you to just write down what you're eating. Start there. Start there because I think what you'll find is when you write it down, you want to write down the good things. <laughs> you know, you don't want to write down that you had two cupcakes. You want to have two cupcakes, have them. You're going to write it down though, because that's accountability. So when you start there and it's so simple, right? Don't overthink it. Just write it down. First of all, you're holding yourself accountable. Second, if you're working with a trainer, a coach, somebody, they have data to look back on and be like, okay, so here's where you're at. Let's tweak this, right? Um, so that's first, start writing down what you're eating. Number two, water. Water, 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 water. Like aim for a gallon of water a day. And I know that sounds insane, but you will find more water, more weight loss. Like if that's your goal, your body needs that water. Um, so that's a huge tip. Um, and also just keep it simple. Like we, we sometimes think we have to like overhaul everything, flip everything on its head, change it all, try these new recipes, try that, try this, start with one meal. What's one meal that would be a simple fix for you, simple change that would, that would start to get you some results. So right. Instead of cold cereal, maybe we're making like an overnight oats instead of, you know, stopping at the gas station for a candy bar and soda at your snack. Maybe we're bringing a protein bar and, you know, a, 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 another, glass of water, you know, just those simple things start with one, build that consistent, and then you'll start to stack it. So when you can do that one thing consistently for a week, 
then add something else, right? But I think I think people go in, they're like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm on a diet. I'm changing it all. This whole house, we're all on board. And and it works for like two days, yeah. right? And then by day three, you're frustrated. Your kids are crying because they don't like broccoli. Like, and everybody is just miserable. And you're like, screw this. It's not worth it. So just take a step back and think small changes. Small changes made consistently over time is what compounds to big results. So you got to start there. And like friends, think long haul, right? This is not going to happen in a month. It's not going to happen in six weeks, nine weeks. Be here a year from now. So make those changes that you can do for a year, right? Make those changes that you feel good with that add value to your life and don't make you miserable, right? Um, there's going to be bumps. There's going to be obstacles, but that consistency is really going to be what carries you through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> when somebody moves on from or maybe they don't ever move on from tracking and they're consistently doing it. I know, for example, like I have some of a personal stake in this because my, my wife struggles with the tracking versus uh, what's now known as intuitive eating practices. Do you have any comments about intuitive eating? Is that a thing? Is that just a fad? Or is that something that's actually you can actually do um, maybe with an established like tracking base? Yeah. So I, gosh, I can't really say whether it's a fad or it's a real thing because I think every person's different for me to say this thing is perfect for everyone. Right. It is just silly. Everyone's different, feels different about food, struggles with different things. Um, so I will say I only have recently started tracking macros and calories, like in the last six months. Okay. Prior to that, um, I used a different system that's kind of macros for dummies. It's still very much based around that. Uh, but I never had to actually track calories, track macros. And I found in doing that, and I also incorporated intermittent fasting for several years. Um, and I did find a good groove of intuitive eating. I knew what I needed. I knew I hadn't had enough vegetables. I knew when I, like, I really craved an apple, right? Like those things happen, can happen. But I think for someone to say, you don't need to track calories. You don't need to track macros. Just let your body tell you what it wants can be dangerous for people who struggle with food because my body wants a sleeve of Oreos, right? Like my body, and I, I didn't know how to decipher that for a long time. So I do think you have to find something that gives you a good base of knowledge for eating towards your goals. So whatever that looks like for you, mm -hmm. right? If that's intermittent fasting so that you know you're in a deficit, you're not you know, eating as long. And so that gives you, you know, easier to eat in a deficit, go with that. If that's something that controls like portion control, you know, and you know how many of proteins, how many veggies, how many fruits you're eating through the day, go with that. If that's tracking, great. I really just think you have to pick something that feels right to you and do it for two weeks, three weeks, and then decide if you want to change it up. Mm -hmm. So many people start with something and then they're like, oh, this isn't working after a few days. Let me change this and change that. And really you're just not letting your body get used to it long enough, right? Like you're not doing it long enough to see the results and if it's going to work or not. Um, so I, I can't really say whether intuitive eating versus calorie counting is better. I think everyone's different. Um, I think you don't have to be in a box. You got to find what works for you. Um, and I think intuitive eating is great. If you have a good baseline of knowledge, I think it's awesome to be able to listen to your body. And, and if you're staying on track with your goals and you feel really good, then go for it. You know, yeah. what was the calorie counting for dummies kind of method that you were using before you started tracking? Like, was it, 
was it a version of portion control or something yeah, else? Yeah, it's called portion fix. Um, it's very much, it's like, like I said, macros for dummies. So you, we figure out a calorie bracket for you. And then it within that bracket, you have this many servings of protein, this many servings of carbs, this many servings of veggies. And we have portion containers that you measure those food groups in. So then you put it on a plate, you see what a proper portion looks like. And then every day, you know that you've got four proteins left, three green, you know, veggies left, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's just super simplified. Nice. That sounds actually really straightforward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Nice. It's worked, like I said, and even, you know, moving forward now that I'm tracking macros, just for my own knowledge, because I just wanted to understand it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I still use it for my clients. I still use that portion um, system just because it is so simple. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's knock out some fitness myths. So what are the biggest ones that you've heard, um, and maybe some lesser known fitness myths, uh, in the fitness community that you kind of just absolutely hate and kind of try to debunk on a daily basis? Oh gosh. So that's not a good question for me. Cause honestly, I don't talk about things that I don't like. I just talk about what works for me. Okay. I got you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like poo-pooing on this or that. Like, obviously, you know, there's, there's things that I'm like, man, that's not really necessary. Like, but there's, I don't know. I feel like when you're looking at fitness through a scope of, I was a beginner. I didn't know what the hell I I was doing there. Whatever someone's trying to do, they're doing their best, Mm -hmm. you know? So the whole fitness versus fitness thing, I don't get like people just need to move their body talk about what works well for you talk about, you know, being strong and healthy and, and because health matters, you know? So I don't know. That's not the best answer. That's not what you were looking <laughs> for, but I'm just, I'm not a poo pooer on, on anything. Uh, that's, that's totally fair. <laughs> um, physique wise. So you're pretty built now. Um, how many years did it take to get to it? Did it take all eight years to get to where you are now? Or did you start developing the muscle mass and that kind of thing? Like a couple of years in, Yeah. So it actually took me over two and a half years to even finish my first fitness program. Um, once I got started back when I told you eight years ago, I got pregnant a couple months later, Mm -hmm. um, because surprise when women Mm -hmm. start feeling really good, guess what happens? (laughs) Um, and so I, I had, you know, I worked out through my pregnancy and then postpartum, it took me a little while to get back going again. Um, and so it took me, like I said, two and a half years and then I had another baby, mm-hmm. right? So I, this has been a very much a real journey for me. I would say my youngest is four. So in the last four years, that's when all of the progress has happened. Um, I would say about two years ago is when I really dialed it in and decided, okay, no, I am going to follow the nutrition plan to a T I'm going to crush this, you know, program. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of 80 day obsession, but that was the one that I went all in on and is a killer program. And I got shredded and those results launched me into the next two years where I was like, okay, I'm building muscle. I'm going to eat, you know, one gram of protein per pound. Cause I want, you know, I want to build that muscle. I want to feel lean. I want to feel strong. Um, and so that's when I kind of probably in the last two years have really cranked it up and focused on muscle building strength. Cause I was the cardio queen before that. I was like, Shanti is my man. I was like insanity all the time. I loved it. Um, but now I know that that's not completely necessary. I didn't have to do all of that cardio, um, and focus more on strength. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's it been like? Oh, uh, uh, the other question I wanted to ask was, and I don't think I've, I've asked this question before of anybody on the podcast. What are some good, um, suggestions coming out post-pregnancy? We've got a six or seven month old of our own. So, um, I guess I've got a vested interest in this question as well, but, uh, the, 
the for for women coming out of pregnancy, that's the biggest seems to be one of the biggest pain points. Um, just getting back into that original body because they're kind of jealous of what they used to look like and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a total, do you cuss on this podcast? Oh yeah. You can <laughs> do whatever you want. It's yeah. a total mind fuck, like <laughs> to have a baby and be so in love and grateful and, and appreciative. And then look in the mirror and just be like, what has happened? <laughs> like it's hard. It's really hard. Um, so don't be hard on yourself for not feeling good right now. Don't be hard on yourself for like being like, yeah, I don't like that. Don't like what I see in the mirror. That's okay. It is. You can be grateful and uncontent with your body at the same time. We appreciate all of it, right? We're so grateful that it's done the work that it did. Um, I think you just have to, first of all, give yourself grace. That baby and time with that baby is important. Don't feel like, you know what I mean? Like we feel torn and guilty, but you still matter. Okay. You still matter. You can give yourself 30 minutes, give yourself that time. You'll be a better mom. You'll be a better wife. You'll be a better you when you just give yourself a little bit of time. So, you know, I remember I tried to get up before the baby would get up for the first time and get it done early. That didn't always work. You know, plans would be thwarted. She'd need to eat, whatever. Um, and so there was times I was working out at 10 o'clock at night. Right. So, but I just tried to really keep myself on the list. And I'm so grateful that that I was surrounded by a community of other moms who were doing the same thing. And so I knew that if they could do it, I could too. I had to show up. It wasn't just about me anymore, right? I had put myself on this platform to show up for others. So that really helped having accountability and support um, and just having belief that it would eventually happen, right? It's, it doesn't happen in six weeks, like Victoria's Secret models make it look like. <laughs> Um, nine months in nine months out, like give yourself at least nine months to find that groove again. Um, and maybe even a year, you know, like don't rush it. It is what it is. It's not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Um, just make yourself a priority, show up for yourself in some way, whether that's fueling your body well, getting that water in, moving, going for a walk. Um, but it's just a matter of taking that time for yourself that I think moms struggle with the most. Um, so just, just doing that, carving that time out. Sure. Um, have you noticed a, I know, I know with <clears throat> just being a guy, they want to go in the gym, grind it out, sit in a corner, maybe with their hoodie up and, and get it done and leave. And I've noticed, uh, with my wife and other women that there's a community aspect very much to fitness. Have you noticed that as well? And, and what, oh, can, yeah. <laughs> what, what can women do to kind of build that if they're just at home and they have a family and they're really busy, like what, what do you do? Yeah. So with my clients, that's why I have all of my clients are in like a, my, I call it my virtual boot camp. Nice. Everybody's in like, a, it's an accountability group. We all talk about what we're doing. We post about our workouts. We post about our food, our meal prep, the fact that our kids cried at dinner, like those things, like, because it, you're 100% right. There's a vast difference in how men do fitness and how women do fitness. And, you know, and I think when your husband is a trainer or your husband's like super into fitness and like, you just don't relate because you're like, yeah, that doesn't work for me. Right. It's, it can be tough and it can be isolating and lonely. Um, so you do, you need that support women. We just thrive with that. We're not meant to do life alone. Um, and it just feels, it feels better when you have somebody doing it with you. So I don't know if that's reaching out to a friend, if that's, you know, finding another mom who's in the similar you know phase of life as you starting a messenger thread 
messaging each other in the morning. Hey, I'm up. Are you going to work out like that kind of thing? Um, because even, even men, if you tell a dude that you're going to meet them to work out, like you're going to be there, right? Because if you don't show up, you're going to catch a lot of shit for it. So just having that accountability can be huge. Um, and just knowing you're not alone, you know, it, that that's the biggest thing we all get in our heads about everything about life, right? Not just fitness, not just nutrition. Um, and just having that support group can be so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, travel to, uh, this is another thing, you know, going on vacations and binging on a weekend or uh, binging is a whole nother topic, but, um, meal prep and that kind of thing is like, and going out to restaurants, you don't realize how many calories and things are sticking into meals. So when you were coming off of that eight or nine years, like how, how are you prepping? I, I know it's fine to go to a restaurant every so often and like, and, and just, pig out or do whatever, because you can always recover. But on a consistent basis, particularly when you're on vacation for a week or two at a time, like what, what were you doing to kind of mediate between I need to count or I need to track. And I also want to have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, it's okay to just go ham, right. And, yeah. and do your thing and have your fun. Um, so memories over macros always, when you're on vacation, enjoy yourself. But I have been on vacation while I was doing 75 hard. Um, and so Ooh. I, yeah, I've done it twice. Um, oh, and man. I was, we went to Florida, um, in March of this year and I was finished. It was like my last, it was my last like five or six days of 75 hard. I was like, shit, <laughs> like oh I have to, fin- I have to finish at this yeah. point. Um, and so it was just, using my simple system. Um, I, it was easy to be like, okay, I've had my veggies. I've had my carbs. I've had this and I skipped the treats. Um, I think lean, lean protein and mm-hmm. veggies, you focus mm-hmm. on those two things. You'll be fine. You'll be in the clear, make, you know, big salads, have your dressing on the side, use a vinaigrette, you know, control the controllable as far as fats go. Fats are really the thing that screws yeah. us up, right? Yeah. Like, Anybody can eat protein, veggies, not that hard. It's those sneaky ass fats. So just watch the cheeses, watch the dressings. You know, if you're really trying to keep on track, ask for um, variations of things. Like don't be afraid to say no butter on your broccoli, right? Like don't be afraid to say no butter on your steak and things like that. Um, I think especially women, we don't want to be a bother. We don't want to like make a scene. We don't want stuff. Okay. This is your body. You get to decide what you put in it be particular and that's okay. Um, you don't have to live on salads, right? Like think protein, you know, as much protein as you can with veggies have, you know, a smaller portion of carbs. What I try to think like in my head is in for breakfast, I try to do 50% protein, 50% carbs. So whatever that looks like, you're going to have pancakes. Great. Have eggs too, you know, balance that out. Mm-hmm. Um, at lunch, I like to do 50% veggies, 25% carbs, 25% protein. And so you can kind of see this plate, you know, looking that way. And then at dinner, I try to do protein and veggies. Um, especially at, for me, I don't, I don't miss like the rice potato kind of thing at dinner. Some people feel totally deprived if they can't have that. Yeah. But for me, carbs give me energy, right? I don't mm-hmm. necessarily need energy an hour before I go to bed, two hours yeah. before I go to bed. Right. So I, I find that if I eat my carbs earlier in the day, it's easier for me to balance and, and finish the night strong um, when I'm really trying to kind of hone it in. Sure. Uh, okay. You mentioned 75 hard. You got to talk to me about that. Cause I, I think you're the first person I've had in the podcast that has actually gone through, uh, actually, no, there's one other guy I think that went through it, but went through it after the podcast was over. So talk to me about that program yeah. Explain for people who don't know what it is, 
yeah. and what your experience was like that with that. Sure. So 75 hard, um, is just, just like a mental challenge. A lot of people use it as a physical challenge, but it's a mental challenge. Um, you do two workouts, two 45 minute workouts a day. One has to be outside. They have to be separated by three hours. Um, you have to drink a gallon of water a day, read 10 pages of nonfiction a day. Um, take a before photo or like a progress photo every single day. And am I missing? It's been a while. I think that's it. I think that's yeah. it. There might be one more. Um, but the main thing was to work out today, drink your water yep. um, and, and read those 10 pages. And so for me, I was like consistently working out. That wasn't hard. Oh, and stick to a diet. That's what it is. Stick right. to whatever diet that looks like for you, whatever, you know, you decide it's going to be, you know, kind of draw your line in the sand. This is what it is. Set your standards and you have to follow that. Um, Oh no, no treats. Jesus. I'm horrible. No treats and no alcohol <laughs> yeah. um, the whole time. So yeah. no alcohol. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know, that wasn't a hard thing for me that people that I talked to are like, Oh my gosh, how do you not drink for 75 days? That wasn't hard for me. Luckily I didn't have any trouble with that. Um, and I actually found that I felt really damn good mm. not doing that. Um, you know, we had a few girls nights and things like that. And I liked being the one that could like watch over everyone and, and still had a lot of fun, but I felt in control. So that was cool. Um, I kind of released that whole, uh, nighttime wine after the kids go to bed. Um, that was a good realization for me. Like, Oh, I don't actually need that at all. You know? Um, and the two workouts a day, I would say was a struggle in time management, right? Um, but when I realized I did it for 75 days, I'm like, wow, what the hell have I been doing with my time before this? If I made time for all of these things, if I structured my day to make sure I had those two workouts in and I got my reading done and I drank a gallon of water, like I can do anything, right? Like I can do friggin' anything and just finding that willpower and that drive, um, to finish it not once, but twice. Um, I was just really proud of myself. You do, I feel physically, I feel so good following a really good nutrition plan, drinking all of that water, abstaining from sweets and alcohol. You know, I think the feeling of that was enough to do it again. Um, but then just the confidence and the, the pride that you feel after it, um, you just, you have a shift mentally, um, when you do, when you challenge yourself in any way, right. But Mm -hmm. something like that, that is very hard, very inconvenient and does take a lot of willpower and strength. Um, you just are like, okay, what's next? Like, let's go best down a freaking wall, you know? Um, so, and I, I did, I had support during that too. I had girls doing it right along with me. We had a messenger pod, you know, people are like, I got to get my second workout in it's nine o'clock at night. And we're like, get your ass out there. You've got time, you know, to where, it would be easy if you were alone just to go to bed and forget about it. Right. So yeah, it was a great experience. I think sometimes it catches flack, right. For being too strenuous, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, those people haven't done it yet. (laughs) I'll just say that. I'll just say that. Like, and and that's, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So that's fine. Um, try it yourself and see, you know, and then decide if your body can't handle two workouts a day, then do one normal workout and then make your second one a walk. Like that's okay. And I did that like on, on Sundays, I would take two walks or I would like do a 45 minute yoga or stretch and then take a walk. Like, and those outside walks honestly became like therapy to me. It was like a nature bath every single day, just the sunshine and getting outside. Um, minus when I was doing it in January in the snow in Kansas, not so fun, but that's where the mental toughness comes in. You know, it was good. The 45 minutes twice a day. I think most people envision that and they say, oh, I have to do hit workouts two times, right. but 
It's it's yeah. literally just like you said, getting up and moving, right? Twice. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, most of my workouts I was doing at home were between, you know, 30 and 40 minutes anyway. So I would add on like 10 minutes of core or, you know, a little hit at the end or hop on the bike for 10 minutes or whatever. So it wasn't a huge, you know, far cry from what I was doing before. And then I just added in a walk. I think there was only a handful of times on each of the, mm-hmm. the challenges that I did more than a walk for my second workout. Because it's outside. Like, what are you going to do outside? I don't know. For me, I don't, I'm not a runner. Never will you see me run ever. (laughs) Like, you better be running too if I'm running. Uh, But so, like, it was always just a walk for me. Okay. Got you. Uh, I'm Uh, curious on the social side if you've seen, um, obviously, you've got a a decent social following now, but uh, has there been any point at which you kind of blew up or hit a, hit a peak right there. And all of a sudden you got a a bunch of attention on social. Yeah. Good question. So yeah, uh, it happened actually last year around this time. Um, I had a reel go viral. I had a couple reels go viral. Those plank challenges that were really popular. Everyone was stuck at home, you know, during quarantine and stuff like that. And we were all just doing plank challenges. I had a couple of those take off. Um, I gained probably 10,000 followers in like a month. Wow. Um, and I was like, what is happening? Like my head was spinning, Um, but it's been really cool. Like more eyes mean more opportunity to help people Mm -hmm. more of a chance to, you know, talk to people about sustainable nutrition and, and lifelong fitness and lifestyle change rather than trying to get another reel to go viral, you know, by doing the next best thing. Um, I just kind of, after my head stopped spinning, I'm like, okay, what's my message? You know, why are people going to stay here? Yeah. I got a lot of attention, a lot of follows, like new followers. What's going to keep people here? How can I add value? How can I serve people? Um, so I've just kind of stayed in that. Um, but reels is definitely still where it's at. If, if somebody is kind of looking to expand their following, add value, you know, be you. And you know, what's funny is I used to push against, you know, like I said, I was a cheerleader growing up and, Mm -hmm. and now I'm this fitness person. I used to push against this like cheerleader thing. Like I'm not a cheerleader anymore. Nobody needs a cheerleader, blah, 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 blah. But honestly, who doesn't need a freaking cheerleader in their life? That's true. Yeah. Right. Like (laughs) I can be the fun fitness girl and that's just who I am. That's my hobby. You ask me what my hobby is. I work out like that's what I do because my kids I, every every other minute of the day is for them, right? So that's my time, um, and so I'm unapologetically net that now. Like I'm fun, fitness, sustainable nutrition, and so I got really clear on who I am and what I want to say, um, and so I just keep doing that. And if you're gonna stay, you're gonna stay. If you're not, that's cool too. Like peace out. See you on see you next time around. Um, but I just I think that that's what people are missing on social is who are you. Mm -hmm. who are you show up as her, right? Like, and they're either going to like you or they're not like, if you're trying to talk to everybody, you're not talking to anyone. Um, so that's what I try to do. Sure. Uh, I'm curious, are you, uh, are you homeschooling your kids, kids in school? No, (laughs) no. They, in fact, today was the first day they're back to school after Christmas break. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Nice. Uh, no, I do not homeschool unless I'm forced to do that. And <laughs> which point I'm the worst teacher on the face of the planet. So yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that was quite the struggle during COVID. It was awful. Oh my it was awful. Because here's the thing. Yeah. Teachers, you've got a room full of children and you are grossly underpaid and so appreciated, but you don't have to teach a high schooler and a middle schooler and a third grader and a kindergartner and a preschooler all at the same time. <laughs> and they all hate each other. So then there's that, right? Like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. It makes me sweat thinking about it. I never want to do that ever again. 
<laughs> That's totally fair. I think a lot of people had a lot more respect for people in, uh, oh, in totally. teaching positions. And listen, mamas, if you are homeschooling, bless you. I am <laughs> praying for you. You are doing God's work. Like <laughs> it is, uh, it is challenging. Well, I was homeschooled and, uh, I, I still like, it's, it's, it's one of the most challenging things. Cause like yeah. you said, you've got different age groups and all that stuff yeah. and fighting with each other. So there's beauty in it, right? Like you get yeah. to witness those, those amazing moments and their light bulb moments and seeing them grow. There's beauty in it. Yeah. I'm not made for it. <laughs> it's totally fair. Not a thing. <laughs> um, are there any sorts of I'll, I'll start with the diet because there's a lot of fads and things that go around. Would you steer women away from or towards, uh, obviously there's the portion control side and the macro counting and that kind of thing and, and intuitive eating. But are there any sorts of things that are just so left field from a diet standpoint that you would say, probably want to avoid this and, and go with something else? Yeah, keto. 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 Okay. What's that? And when I say keto, I mean the high fat, extremely low carb to where you're like dousing things with cheese and ranch and yeah. this and that, like to get to your fat, not necessary. Okay. Right. They think that, and it's like, again, I like, to, I see the good in all the things and sure. I understand healthy fats are so good, especially for women. Um, you know, we don't need as many processed carbs as we've been eating. Like I get the two extremes of it, but what happens is you start to eat all of this fat and get your body's not actually burning its own fat. Like you think you want it to it starts to burn dietary fat and that does nothing for you. Right. So you just have, you have to really think about like, why are you doing it the way you're doing it? Like you want to eat more fats. Great. Up your fat intake a little bit. Carbs come down a little bit. That's fine. Um, but you still have to be in a good calorie range, right? Like that's still calories. They're still going to be King. So I think, for whatever reason, people think they can just throw calories out the window completely mm -hmm. and just eat cheese and bacon. And that works for them. And I, and I know, I know that there's truth to low carb, higher fat. I understand. Sure. Um, but the extreme of it is like, Whoa, like anytime you have to eliminate a food group hurts my heart. Right. Because then mm. there's so much deprivation in so many different, you know, scenarios. And I hate that for you. I want you to be able to walk into a party, a wedding, a family gathering, like whatever, and be like, okay, I'm going to have this, this, and this, and this, and I'm going to enjoy it. And it's going to be fine. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just the mentality of it, the diet mentality that scares me. And for whatever reason, keto has like taken hold and stuck around for a while. Um, because it does work because when you eliminate carbs completely and you're eating in a deficit, you're going to see a drastic weight loss. Um, but just sustainability is really, is really what, what I'm about. So I think that, that high fat, high unhealthy fat, um, any way, in any way you can get it, um, scares me a little bit. So yeah. I would say yeah. that steer clear from that. It's not necessary. It's just not necessary. Right. Sure. It works for a little bit, but like, why, why yeah. are you, are you going to do that for a year? Are you going <clears> to <throat> do that for the rest of your life? Um, and what does the long-term effects look like for you? You know? Yeah. That, that concerns me a little bit on some of these nutrition things, like even cause I used to do paleo for a while and they talk about, you know, fatty liver developing over the period of 10 or 20 years with that too. So like people have to be really concerned about yeah. really cautious about health outcomes with some of these things. So that's, that's totally fair. Um, on the, uh, the fitness and the workout side, 
uh, you said, I mean, basically just getting active is, is where it's at. Are there, uh, same question there. I mean, are there any types of uh, training modalities that people really need to stay away from? I know people, um, uh, CrossFit's a big thing right now. Um, and, and people question like, is that okay for older folks? Uh, but is your philosophy just like, get up, get active. It doesn't really matter. Are there any, are there any training regimens that are really like actually dangerous and people shouldn't, should avoid completely? So I can't, I can't speak to so because I haven't tried everything. I haven't done everything. Right. So I can't like speak from experience. I think if you are doing something that puts you in danger, that yeah. isn't using your body the way it was designed to be used, right? Like, okay. So I, again, I'm going to sound so ignorant because there's going to be people that know so much more about these, but those kit, those pull-ups that you like fling yourself up over the bar. Like, <laughs> when are you ever going to have to use that in your life? When is your body ever going to have to move like that? I don't understand. And maybe there's a time, maybe you're planning on falling off a cliff and you're going to need to get yourself back up. And so that could come in handy. But other than that, mm -hmm. like functional training, like how is your body designed to move, mm -hmm. work on strengthening those things, your joints, your mobility, your, you know, that I just, I find that to be more practical, more functional. Um, so I kind of steer in that direction. So anything that is the other way that doesn't make sense, that hurts, that is potentially dangerous, right. That moves your body in a way that wasn't designed to move. Like just steer clear of that. Yep. No, that's totally fair. Okay. Awesome. Um, where can people go and find you if they want to be coached by you or be part of that community that you were talking about earlier? Yeah. Find me on Instagram. That's the easiest way. It's Jessica underscore carries five for my five kiddos. Um, and connect with me there. I'm there every day on my stories, reply to stories, DM me. Um, and if, yeah, if you're wanting coaching, we can talk about your goals and, and what would be the right fit for you. And once somebody like signs up for my coaching, that's when they get put into that community. Fantastic. Um, if somebody signs up for coaching and is the community like, uh, a, a permanent thing even after coaching yeah. or, okay, yeah. awesome. you're there forever. You're stuck with me. And that's like, <laughs> I'm not like, Oh, you didn't buy anything this month. You're out. No, like you're stuck with me for life. Sorry. Don't sorry. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's awesome. I, that it's a huge, um, I don't know. I like, I like that. I like that. You're getting people like involved with fitness and for yeah. whatever, whatever the reasons are. So, I love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. This is super informative. Um, and I feel like this added a lot of value to our audience. So thank you so I hope much. So. That's, that's my heart is just adding value and helping people kind of get where they want to be. Yeah, this is great. Thank you for listening. Please give Freedom Cast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot to our business. Plus, it's fun to read y'all's reviews. See you next time.